Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and we appreciate you joining us yet for another NSP Nutrition Show. Whether you're watching or listening, we do appreciate it very, very much. So thank you for joining us today. Uh, Again, another great show. We will be talking about what to know about elevated creatine levels. And, um, you know, this is a really good kind of topic because... Some people, creatine's a little controversial, so I'm, I'm really glad that you're bringing this up. Um, also, we've got your NSP fan questions or topics, and we'll be going over some of those as well. All right, so let's get started with the show. Uh, Armin, I, I know that we've talked about creatine multiple times before, but uh, this seems a little different um today and so what made you come up with this topic for this show all right so first thing i want to do is we need to clarify it's creatinine oh levels. creatinine okay thank you creatinine levels not creatine so but okay creatinine some... okay yeah, thank yeah. you thank you <laughs> i figured uh yeah because a lot of people aren't really aware of this uh kind of stuff so uh, so what happened was, is I got an Instagram message from an NSP client and they, uh, uh-huh. this guy is 65 years old and you know, he's been lifting, you know, he's been lifting like four decades. So he's about the same as me. He's been lifting you know, about 40 years. And, uh, you know, he typically, you know, when he has lab work done, uh, cause as you get older, you have it done more often, he's been showing high creatinine levels, uh, that can range from, you know, 1.2 to 1.4. So just to put some context to that, a normal creatinine level is 0.76 to 1.27. So, you know, he's, he's, he gets a little higher, he gets to 1.4, but we're going to talk about, you know, the reasons for that. Um, But when he went to his doctor for the checkup, you know, they told him, Hey, you're, you're, looks like you're beginning the stages of uh, kidney disease. And, um, you know, so he's like, okay, is this something I seriously need to consider? Uh, but there, there's some things that people need to understand uh, when you're dealing with the medical community with elevated creatinine levels, and that's what we're going to talk about. <clears throat> well, for me, botching it right out of the gate, you know, we want to <laughs> make sure that we do get this right. So um, I guess what we should probably do is since uh, here I'm thinking of his creatine, so it's creatinine. Is that correct? Yeah. Creatine? Yeah, there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you would, can you explain what creatinine is so that it, I know and everybody else knows too, if you don't. Yeah, no Thanks. problem. All okay. right. So to, yeah, help give some clarity. It's <laughs> part of the metabolic panel that most doctors are running because this is used to check your kidney health. So gotcha. higher creatinine levels means that you could have some kidney problems. And so, you know, creatinine is basically a waste product that's produced by the muscles. So this is another thing to keep in mind. And so it gets filtered out by the kidneys. Uh, so, but there's several things that can cause, you know, these levels to elevate. 
but again, we're talking about, you know, elevated levels and somebody has a lot of muscle versus uh, some, a normal person. So that's what we want to do some clarification about and to give people a better understanding of um, what, what to know. And I think it, uh, cause I had to learn about this myself uh, many years ago. <clears throat> okay. All right. So what are some examples that you can offer to us, Armin? So different things that um, can elevate your creatinine levels that, you know, is important to check. Uh, first of all, if you have a kidney infection, then they're going to be elevated. That's a no-brainer. Uh, and then any impairment of kidney function, you know, cause it to elevate. Uh, so one of the things that can cause it to elevate is doing strenuous exercises in excess. So hmm. that's that's probably one of the reasons why this guy, you know, has some elevated levels. Uh, but then also cons- too much consumption of protein, excessive consumption of protein can, uh, again, put can tax the, uh, the kidneys. Um, and then you have foods and supplements that can do it. So, um, you know, too much meat, creatine can affect the creatinine levels because, you know, you get creatine from meat. And then vitamin D can sometimes cause it to rise, but simply it's temporary. So mm-hmm. another thing is these things can be temporary too. That's what you got to keep in mind. Then obviously if you do drug use, well, that's going to affect kidney function. Uh, and then different medications can affect it. So like cimetidine and trimethoprim, uh, and I'm going to probably butcher some of these up, but um, corticosteroids, uh, pyrethamine. Wow. <laughs> and then, I mean, there's like, three or four others. So I'm not okay. even going to try and pronounce them because I don't think anybody really cares. But, uh, you know, if you take a medication and that's something you always want to kind of check to see if it does affect kidney function. But typically the medical community is pretty good about educating people on that. Mm-hmm. And then finally, too much alcohol can right. cause okay. you know, elevated levels. I mean, these are kind of, you know, no brainer options here. You know, out of the things you brought up that kind of, made me curious right out of the gate was uh strenuous exercises so why would those be a problem so here's the thing is you know as a regular you know if you're an athlete Mm -hmm. your levels are always going to be naturally higher especially with 48 hours of exercise because you know the creatinine is a waste product of creatine okay so your body gets creatine from meat and it's got to process that and so, you know, creatine is a chemical that your body uses to supply your muscles with energy. So it's got to be used and there's a purpose for everything that happens here. So as your muscles use the energy, you know, the tissue that makes up your muscles is going to break down. So because that's, that's when you're weight training, you're breaking down muscle. So obviously, if you do a lot too much, it can cause, start to call problems, okay, uh, if you're doing too much. But there is a certain level of breakdown that's going to occur. And so the, the, with the natural breakdown of muscle tissue, the creatinine can be released into your bloodstream, and then that's going to show elevated levels. So that's really how things work is when you break down muscle, that this is part of that process. And so we're going to get into more detail about what you need to know uh, regarding that. Hmm. Okay. Well, I, I did think that I read somewhere that having muscle mass or having more muscle mass can also affect yeah. the creatinine levels. Because, uh, you know, now thinking about that, is that correct? Yeah. So what we're talking about here is the skeletal muscle mass, okay, is determined is the determining factor 
of create creatinine generation. So if you have a lot of muscle, you're going to generate a lot more creatinine. Okay. So, so, you know, it's, and it's the final catabolite of basically Mm -hmm. muscle energy metabolism. So that's what we're talking about here is you have more muscle, most likely you're going to have higher creatinine levels. So that's one thing we want to establish first and foremost. So that's a byproduct of having more muscle. (laughs) Okay. Armin, in this specific case, did um, I'm curious exactly what the doctor had a, had as a recommendation? So you know, the doctor saw it, and you know, he's been tracking it, I guess, periodically. So he's like, you know, he suggested that the this guy go see a, a nephrologist, which is basically a, a kidney oh, specialist, mm-hmm. to uh, get his opinion. You know, because he's 65 years old, and you know. He's concerned that he may be having, you know, kidney damage because his levels are consistently elevated. So that was um, what he suggested to see a nephrologist. So that's a specialist, I guess, then, correct? Yeah. In this area? That's what they're designed to do is focus on, you know, because when people have kidney problems, you know, it's it's a complicated uh, organ. Uh, Hmm. It can't be complicated. So, yeah. (laughs) So did he get any feedback from the specialist? Yeah, so this particular specialist told him to stop taking creatine, and then he said to cut his protein to 85 grams a day based on his uh, current body weight of 185 pounds. So that was Hmm. what he suggested. Okay, so I I find that pretty interesting, and I'm curious what your response in that matter was. (laughs) All right, so I've had experiences too, um, and so there's a there's always a lot of moving parts to when you have an elevated level. But, um, you know, I just told him, first of all, I'm not a doctor and, you know, I'm not a specialist either, uh, with regards to this. Um, uh, but he, I suggested he get a second opinion because my levels elevate from time to time. Uh, and you know, I've had them be elevated for, you know, when I get my labs done, you know, which are typically every six months to a year, they, they can still be elevated. Um, so, okay. You know, so what's the red flag here? Uh, and so the medical teams I work with basically are not too worried about it due to my muscle mass. So they're saying it's typical for you to have higher creatinine levels. So I felt like this nephrologist uh, maybe may have overreacted, you know, because he, 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 you know, he has a lot, this guy has a lot of muscle. And so, and then the specialist just, you know, he may just be comparing him to Joe, Joe average, Joe normal person. Right who doesn't have a lot of muscle, but has elevated creatinine levels. And so, um, you know, and we know this guy is far from that, you know, he, he you know, he's, he's not normal when it comes to muscle mass because he has more. So since he trains hard and admitted that, you know, he may overtrain from time to time, uh, you know, I basically said that he should focus on making sure he doesn't overtrain because that's going to mm-hmm. cause more muscle breakdown, obviously. And then, uh, you know, cause that's, that's always an issue, no matter what you're doing, that's not beneficial. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and then, so if you break down too much muscle, what we're talking about here is this breakdown is the breakdown of amino acids as well. And this whole process can help, it, it can actually cause the kidneys to get clogged, you know, start mm-hmm. having blockage. So in extreme cases, which, you know, you've heard, we've talked about in the past, if you get too much muscle breakdown, then you can go into what's called, rhabdomyolysis and so rhabdomyolysis 
is just too much muscle breaks down and it just leads to kidney failure because the kidneys are blocked with too much byproduct of, of the protein breakdown. So, you know, that's a, that's a serious problem because, you know, that takes several weeks to clear that out. So that was the thing I felt like, you know, okay, make sure you're not overtraining. Uh, and I said, you know, try staying in that 45-minute window because that's worked well for me. And my creatinine levels have actually been pretty stable with that strategy. And I've taken creatinine and I'm going to be 60, so I'm not that far behind. Mm-hmm. But I lastly, the last thing to know, though, when you're having these tests done is dehydration can cause the same problems, hmm. okay, which is a temporary rise uh, in creatinine levels. So dehydration can cause all kinds of problems. It can elevate your blood pressure, can elevate creatinine levels. So that's why it's always important to be hydrated uh, sufficiently, especially if you're putting a lot of demands on the body. So that's kind of what my my initial suggestion was, get a second opinion. um, Because, you know, again, I deal with different medical professionals and they weren't concerned about, you know, the higher levels. So Mm -hmm. that's up to him. But I just don't think that these people are dealing with, you know, bodybuilder type uh, physiques that contain more muscle. So I, that was what I suggested. Interesting. I, I am kind of curious um, on your thoughts about not taking the creatine from what the doctor's instruction was. Yeah. So on that one, um, you know, just remember, first and foremost, you get creatine from eating meat. Okay. So if you're eating a lot of meat, um, then you know, you're going to have more creatine, but your body stores it so because it's going to use it. So that's one element. So if you eat a lot of meat, then you got to decide, okay, how much extra creatine do I need? Because the body can use a lot of creatine for for the purpose of, you know, energy and stuff. So, um, you know, if you supplement with creatine, um, it does get stored in the liver. So, you know, excessive meat can cause it to store in the liver and then taking creatine, it basically does get stored in the liver. So it gets used as you need it. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's always available, especially with the demands of uh, resistance training. Um, so, you know, I've done it both ways myself. And taking creatine and take, taking it so I don't have a problem, I don't really have a problem with people taking a break from it. I've done it mm-hmm. too. You know, you, you might take a couple of weeks off, it'll clear out, and then, you know, boom, you can go right back on it. Um, but, you know, I think sometimes these things get uh, overstated. Um but you, you're going to know more if you have somebody that's a specialist regarding elevated creatinine levels that knows, you know, about muscle masks. Because mm-hmm. I've had other clients that had another red flag and, you know, they went to their doctor and they freaked out and they, you're on the, you're on the verge of kidney failure, blah, blah, blah. And then they got a second opinion from a person that deals with bodybuilder, people that have extra muscle. And they're like, nah, you're fine. Just ignore it. So, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of extremes. So it, it, at the end of the day, uh, you know, creatine, it's a great nutrient. I mean, because you got to have it. I mean, you're, you get it for meat. That's why you need want to eat meat. And it can help the body with uh, building muscle. So there's a lot of pluses to it. It's just that, um, you know, what's going to cause the elevated levels chronically, I don't necessarily know if that's, gonna, that's the thing that causes it chronically. And again, you got to look at all the moving parts. Were you dehydrated? Did you have a you know a heavy training session where you you know overextended yourself? Because uh, these things, you know, which I've done, and it's caused elevated levels. Because these things you want to keep in mind when you're uh, going to give blood, you know, and you're going to check your levels. That's a key thing to kind of keep in mind. Interesting. Okay. Well, we're getting 
a little low on time here, but I'm sure that you have some more thoughts here as we wrap up. Uh, yeah, it's a really interesting topic, Armin. Well, a lot of, yeah, yeah, that's why I brought it up because a lot of people, uh, when they go to their doctor and, it, you know, especially with people that involve in NSP and their bodybuilding, they're putting on muscle and they start getting mixed messages here. Uh, you need to be your own advocate first and foremost. You know, maybe there is a case where you may be having kidney disease, kidney failure, but at the same time, let's not overreact to it. Let's do a little bit more uh, digging to see, well, is that really the case or is it something temporary? So uh, from from my standpoint, um, if you're somebody that's put on a decent amount of muscle mass and you're most likely going to experience some elevated uh, creatinine levels, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the medical community can tend to overreact to these readings because they're geared towards anything that comes out of the normal range, um, except for when it comes to hormones. It's totally different. But anyways, when you, you always, I think you get a second opinion uh, from another medical person that works with athletes. That would be what I would feel would make a lot more sense versus going, oh, my God, I'm, I'm in trouble. I, you know, I got to, you know, this, is, this right. training is causing me to have health issues. Um, also, you know, people who do endurance events like triathlons and marathons, and these are extreme events, okay? These people can have elevated creatinine levels uh, for weeks at a time because of all the breakdown, you know, after they do a, an event. So this stuff is actually kind of normal, okay? Your body's just dealing with the stress that it was put under. Mm -hmm. So you can you make it more efficient? Well, yeah, you can always look at, it, look at ways to make it more efficient. Uh, my opinion would be to make it more efficient. Just make sure you don't break down too much muscle by overtraining. That's the first thing, and that'll help. Uh, and the other thing is, is if you're going to have lab work done, and you know you're going to have it done, then and then you've had traditionally high levels of creatinine or mm -hmm. above the normal range, then take a day or two off. Let your body just kind of recover, get hydrated, and then go do your lab work. And I think you'll find that it will come back perfect <laughs> or maybe at the top end of the range, but that's because you have so much more muscle. But mm -hmm. if you're going to stress out your body and put it through all these, you know, these issues, and then you go get your lab work done, you know, that's like drinking alcohol the night before and expecting your readings to come back perfect. <laughs> right right it's not gonna it doesn't work that way so you need to let the body stabilize you know because again when you're doing resistance training you're putting a certain amount of stress on the body and if you overstress it obviously that's going to affect your lab work because i've done this multiple ways myself and i've seen how this has happened and it's just like taking medications and stuff before you do lab work there's things you need to know about that because it can affect your readings and not taking medications. And so there's always a back and forth thing that, you know, your medical professional will have you do. And there's two opinions. There's two different opinions on it. I've had medical professionals say, take, you know, like my armor for my thyroid. Well, take that, you know, about an hour or two hours before your lab work because they want to see how it's converting. And I've had another doctor just, you know, adamant, don't take anything. I want to see how bad it is. Okay. So there's two different opinions. And the thing is, it doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter on, on that particular case. But it, what you do want to know, okay, if I'm going to give lab work, stay hydrated, don't drink alcohol. Uh, and if you're getting a PSA check, you know, your prostate-specific engine, 
don't have sex the night before, don't ride a bike, don't do things that are going to cause the PSA to swell, don't do heavy squats and deadlifts because he's going to cause the readings to be elevated. Next thing you know, these medical professionals are going to start jumping. Oh, you may have prostate cancer. You may have this. These things can cause those elevations. Now, obviously, you can have the conversation after you had the test done. Well, here's what I did, doc. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay. But then just to be clear or, or for it to be safe, they may say, well, let's recheck you again. So now you're kind of, you got to do it twice versus if you just organize yourself before your labs, you know, you won't have to. You'll get a pretty accurate reading and you're going to find out that, oh, okay, I'm fine. It's just that certain things are going to cause your lab work to come out of sync. So that's kind of the main issue. When you have anything that's out of range, you need to think back of all the things that you're doing and then research with that particular lab work, what could cause it to be out of range before you start hitting the panic button going, oh, okay, I got kidney, stage three kidney disease or kidney failure, blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why I decided that, you know, for anybody that does have this issue or if it does come up periodically that, Hey, don't, don't worry about it. You know, get a second opinion, but just understand these are the factors that can cause these creatinine levels to rise. <laughs> and hopefully wow. that <laughs> Well, Armin, a lot of great information there. And I'll tell you what, uh, a lot to learn this morning. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's really something that everybody should be monitoring and having their blood work done. But, you know, yeah. this is a well, whole new topic yeah. and subject today. So this is good. Yeah, everybody should get lab work done, but then also make sure they're getting it reviewed by the correct medical professionals. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Armin, great content. Um, stand by for our next segment. You know, we're going to get into the fan questions. So we have a quick word from NSP Nutrition and Armin, and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, I'm Frank Mills, and I just wanted to let you guys know that, uh, you know, we always play the commercial at uh, the middle of the show or, you know, near the end of the show, whatever. But, uh, you know, this month, you know, NSP always has some great deals for you. And this month, uh, they've got the end of summer sales event. They're basically taking their top 10 best uh, selling supplements and offering you a buy two, get one free option. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, to get an extra bottle of whatever you normally take is a great deal. Um, Whether it's protein, I mean, that's where the first thing I looked at is stocking up, right? But Yeah, um, one of the premium products, yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, it's a great deal, isn't it, Armin? I would take advantage of it for sure because you know, it's always good to stock up because it's not gonna it's not gonna go bad. Absolutely. So take a look at nspnutrition.com and uh, take advantage of the end of summer sale. All right, on to fan questions. You know, 
We normally get a lot of questions from the United States. Uh, today, we got one from Spain, from Armando. And oh, okay. Armando, good, thank you good for... Good name. Yeah, yeah. Armando, <laughs> pretty close to you, Armin, right? Yeah. Would that be your Spanish name, Armin? Armando? I have no idea. It's, it's, yeah, it's maybe. My, my name's a German name. It's, it's supposed to be A-R-M-A-N-D, but uh-huh. the, the doctor that delivered me at the hospital, he was Egyptian, so he he thought it was a Middle East name, so he uh, decided to change it to A R M A N. He thought it was misspelled, but uh, it, is, it has a D on it in Germany. It's a German name traditionally, which is ironic. So interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, Armando in Spain, um, he's actually watched a lot of our shows. He's um, a soccer player and plays quite a bit of soccer, trains hard. Um, He was kind of curious on your thoughts for hydration and what a lot of the athletes are taking for hydration. You know, there are quite a a few things that we see in sports. We see, you know, Gatorade or Powerade predominantly. Mm -hmm. We see water. other things that uh, hockey players are now taking those new carton kind of drinks. I forget what the product name is, but um, we're seeing a lot of things for hydration. He was wondering what your thoughts were for hydration overall, whether you're doing things casually or if you were an athlete playing a sport, any suggestions on hydration? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, so for me, you know, I, I haven't bought some of these other products, which I it's on the radar. I just haven't really done it. Uh, one that I haven't taken myself, but seems to get a lot of really good reviews is a product called Element, which basically is the letters L-M-T. It has the magnesium, the potassium, and sodium, and all these combinations that are supposed to be optimal uh, for, you know, sweating. Because that's you lose your electrolytes from sweating, and that's what you want to be able to do is to restore those so that the muscles can contract and not cramp up and have all these other fatigue issues that come up. So for me, the way I I kind of prepare is I just have a, like a an eighth or a quarter uh, t- teaspoon of. Um, Sodium, I get the real mm-hmm. salt from NSP because it's a high quality uh, sodium. Uh, so that's what I use. I put that in my coffee uh, in the morning um, and it does help with the endurance, um, in my opinion. So that's that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. But you can try some of the other other drinks. I'm not a big fan of the Gatorade and the, and the Powerade because, you know, they're they're cheap, but also I'm not. I'm not really feeling comfortable with the different ingredients that they put in from the bigger companies because they typically are going to make the cheapest product to get the most profit. And I understand that that makes sense. But at the same time, I've looked at those drinks before. I don't really care to use those for hydration, Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, obviously water is really good, but when you can add the minerals in and you you can look up the different types of minerals that are available, but magnesium, potassium, sodium, and these are, that's the three big ones. You know, when you have those, it, it can help with performance and help with the, uh, you know, brain function and, and the body and the muscles contracting and releasing 
and using energy properly. And outside mm-hmm. of that, just continue to stay hydrated um, so that, you know, because you're sweating a lot, that's where you lose everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't really have a, that's, you know, again, what I'm doing is just basically the, the, the uh, salt in the coffee. Right, right. You know, thing that's odd is I was actually watching the World Cup uh, of soccer. I was yeah. watching some, uh, I think it was last night. That's right. And one <clears throat> of the ladies from Korea, you know, they were getting their water and hydrating and everything. And they gave her a plastic tube mm-hmm. and she ripped off the end and sucked down whatever was in that tube and drank mm-hmm. some water and ran back on the field. And I'm, I, 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 I want to look up and see what that is. Uh, I was really curious. Um, I've never seen that before. So I'm, I'm sure it's something to help with hydration or for her system. It, it, who knows? Maybe well, it was a I, quick snack. I, I think it was mostly probably a glucose-based um, solution. So, you know, mm. when you're doing running around, like when I play basketball, I like to take a, a glucose supplement to help restore my glucose because you're burning it really you know, rapidly, especially playing basketball or soccer or something where you're mm-hmm. running very hard. So I, it was probably that related type of uh, drink, but hmm. I'm guessing as well, there could be electrolytes in that and it could be specially formulated and that's how they package it. So it's convenient to, you know, the dose would be with the, the, the packaging, the way they do it. And then you kick it back and get back out there. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of research being done on these uh, drinks because it can help performance. Cause if you don't, you don't have any cramping issues because cramping is a huge problem when you're an athlete. Because you're mm-hmm. contracting, you're running, you're burning so much energy, you know. So when the muscles get too fatigued and the cramping starts kicking in, you're going to be limited, and that's where it can also can cause injuries because the muscles lock up, and you still try to go, you can end up pulling something uh, as well, just because of the fatigue on the muscles, and you're pushing yourself to the limits in a lot of cases. That's hmm. kind of my thoughts on it. So interesting. All right. Well, Armando, thanks for the question. Uh, Mm -hmm. And thank you for watching or for listening, however you enjoy the show. Uh, We have another question from Luis. Uh, He's down in San Paulo, Brazil. uh, Oh, wow. Okay. Pretty interesting question here. Kind of made me laugh. And I'm sorry, Luis, but I I thought it was funny. But, um, you know, Armin, um, when you train... You know, and this is specifically for men, maybe for women. I don't know. But um, apparel is really important. And we've talked about shoes and socks and all different kinds of things. Luis wants to know about underwear. Uh, Luis is asking, is there a brand or a style of underwear that you find more comfortable to work out in? I've tried various types. And I just can't seem to find any that work. Some are too hot. Some are, you know, not comfortable. Do you have any suggestions on underwear for working out, Armin? Uh, well, no, I don't have anything specific. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I mean, I don't like to have uh, super tight underwear. I don't like that. Uh, but you don't want to be, I don't like doing the, um, you call it the ones that are kind of baggy that go down those like boxers boxers i don't yeah i don't like the boxers um but i do like the uh 
there's some different brands that have a, a more of a snug fit, mm-hmm. but they're not the, uh, you know, the, the, the other style where it's just a, like a, a brief. So I like kind so, of a mix between a boxer and a brief for me, mm-hmm. um, just to, you know, for that purpose. But, you know, I would say experiment and look up different brands and just buy one bag here, one, you know, batch here, and then see how they, mm-hmm. how they perform for you. You know, when you're in Brazil, I don't know how the manufacturers work there either. So there could be some differences there, but you'll, you know, if you keep doing that, you'll find some that are going to, you know, fit the right way. But as your thighs get bigger, that also creates other issues too. So that's something I've dealt with uh, because mm-hmm. that makes the, uh, makes the underwear fit much more tighter, much more snug, and that's not comfortable. So yeah, you're going to have to find some stretch type of, um, and then it depends on your budget because you can get really stretch right. underwear. Okay, but it's like holy mackerel! <laughs> How much they you can get expensive? Pair, yeah, repair underwear. So it's kind. Of, that's a mixed bag question. I don't have a, a quick solution for that one, um, but it hasn't really been a problem for me. I mean, my my thighs are they're not super super big where it would really be a pain. But you know, I do find that I like the the mix like I talked about with between the brief and the boxer that seems to work really well, and I like buying those more often and. Um, anything else hey armin you know i agree with you because uh i don't like boxers either and hey if somebody likes boxers no offense yeah no um, offense to that that's fine you know the most popular underwear is tidy whities i guess right but um right and those those get those get uncomfortable because they're so tight they being depends on the size of your legs obviously those are kind of i can't take those either it's just you know it's just not comfortable so i I get what he's saying (laughs) Well, I did a lot of research on this at one time because uh, I'm a guy who sweats a lot. Uh, when I walk outside, I live in Florida. So yeah. when I walk outside now, it's 100 degrees outside. You are automatically, I'm drenched and I'm oily and I'm sweaty and I'm uncomfortable. So I, I looked up. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I looked up different types of you know, either briefs, boxers, you know, the tight fitting boxers, uh, all different types. And I found that New Balance has a brief, like a short brief. So, um, and bought those, they say they were extremely breathable, comfortable. And -hmm. these have been the best I've ever worn. Um, Okay, there you go. So it's all I wear now new balance uh you know but check those out then yeah okay really really like them um they're made well they last a long time i bought i i guess a set two sets of either three or something like that yeah and this was a couple years ago and they're perfect they're they're just very very good so Hopefully that helps you, Luis, but uh, thanks for bringing up the topic of underwear. Hey, you know, it's something else we can learn, but um, make sure that you share the show with your friends, your family, so that we can help them with their underwear too. You know, hey, uh, you know, you (laughs) never know, right? But Armin, thanks again for all the great information and thank you audience for your topics and questions Uh, and join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.
Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.